welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by David Allen, author of Rad Dads, The Principal's Guide for Involved Homeschooling. David will share with us some lessons he learned through the year he was the primary homeschooler in his family and how he stayed involved in the years that followed that. He has some really helpful insight for families who are seeking to do this homeschooling thing as truly team effort. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. everybody. Welcome back. I am really excited to have David Allen with us today. He's the author of Rad Dads, The Principal's Guide for Involvement or for Involved Homeschooling. David and Jenny have actually been to teach them diligently events for years, and our family has thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with them there and getting to know them a little bit. So David, welcome so much to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's exciting to to have this discussion because, um, as I was telling you before we started recording, there are more and more dads who are carrying the primary weight of homeschooling. And so to have you taking a look at it from someone who's been there and done that, but also to kind of put a, a little bit of a humorous lens on it, I think is going to be such, such an encouragement to these dads. So can, before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit of your homeschool story and you know, kind of what what's going on behind the scenes of Rad Dads? Okay, sure. I, I wasn't homeschooled myself. My wife was growing up. I was in uh, public school, but she, from an early start, pretty much when we started having kids, said she would definitely wanted to homeschool. And I was totally on board with that, despite my public school background. Uh, I just know the the state of the public schools today, and I did not want my kids really subjected to that. So I was definitely on board with it. Didn't know a bunch about homeschooling, but uh, we started going to the uh, homeschool conferences even right when she was pregnant with Drew, our oldest child. So I was starting to get more and more familiar with it, and all the speakers were great, and the <clears throat> materials were great. It was really, I was really encouraged by that. So she started homeschooling Drew. Our, again, our oldest child back in 2007, from, and he's been homeschooled from kindergarten all the way. He just graduated this past summer. So uh, we started that, and things were going well. And then, as we all know, life happens a lot of times. And hmm. uh, the Great Recession, as they call the year 2008, was a hard time. I was my job. I was laid off at my job. We did a lot of stuff related to housing. So I was laid off from that and figured I'd take a couple of months off. I didn't figure the recession would last that long, but lo and behold, it lasted for the better part of a year. And I was pretty much out of a job for a year. And thank God she was a nurse and could provide enough money to take care of us at the time. But that, of course, left the, the homeschooling to not her because she was working a lot of night shifts. So I was taking on that duty and... I know it's just trial and error and learning as we go. And she would prepare the lessons. I would do the lessons with my son. And my oldest, my second youngest son was uh, kind of preschool age. So we did a little bit with him, but mainly my oldest son. And just every subject you could think of, math, English, history, Bible, everything. And we Mm. went through that year. It was, you know, it was there were times certainly when it was hard, but it was a, a great bonding experience with me and my son. And in fact, when I finally got a job at the end of the year, I got a little misty eyed going back to work. I was thinking about sure. you know, them at home and stuff. I'd really gotten a 
a greater bond with them through that homeschooling experience. So that's how it all started. And Rad Daz wasn't around then, but I had always right. been dabbled in writing. It's always been an interest of mine. Never been super serious about it. And I just resolved a few years ago, probably about oh, three years ago, to get more serious about writing. And I struggle with subject matter, but uh, as the old saying goes, write what you know. And I was like, you know what? I know about being a homeschool dad, so I'm going to start what if I did a book about that, chronicling the life of me as a homeschool dad and maybe trying a humorous spin on this thing, not, not make it quite so serious and, and, and preachy all the time, but kind of put a, a humor spin on it and see what that does. And I, I really thoroughly enjoyed writing it and just drawing upon my experience and just kind of putting some kind of wacky things in there, too, you know, just all for fun. <laughs> and it was a great experience writing it. Well, that's awesome. Now, I would imagine that your attitude as a homeschool dad may have evolved a little bit through the year. In fact, you kind of alluded to that, how you got misty eyed actually having to walk away from that role. But how did you see, you know, I want, I want to open this up for you to share some anecdotes and some of the specific things that, you know, dads may experience or they can learn through it. But, but how did you see kind of God change you through that process? It's kind of a big picture question. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you always have the traditional roles of the husband and wife in a house, and there's certainly nothing wrong with those roles. But day in and day out life, you know, my role of main provider, her role of staying home and stuff, I don't, it's hard sometimes to, or you don't even realize the perspective of the other person is day in and day out mm-hmm. with what they're doing. And that, you know, obviously being home all day and, dealing with that all day, I, I really got to see life through her eyes as a homeschool mom. And, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes and great sometimes, but just that day to day to day, 365 days a year and breakfast and lunch and class and this and that and the other and chores, you, you really got get to appreciate the perspective of the other person a lot better. And again, I, I grew closer to my kids. I was had the privilege of leading he was let's see he was almost five at the time he i had the privilege one morning of leading him through the lord to the lord during that time so that was a good thing and i don't know it just it really guys can kind of get in this i call it the game face with work and all the things they have to do and their their list of stuff during the day and i think it kind of wore off my game face so to speak and kind of opened up my heart to other things in life other than just going to work and accomplishing a task list. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I can, I can't imagine that it wouldn't do that. I mean, even for us moms, we, I don't think that many of us actually graduate from college or, you know, high school, whatever um, is, you know, we finish our education and I don't think that we were actually thinking of the fact that these kids have to eat 27 times a day. At least mine seem to. Right. Um, and all of these other, these little things, the chores, the just round the clock mm-hmm. needs and things that we we have to do. And and yet God uses those individual things um, to really show us what's important, to, mm-hmm. to help us. I, I think I think a lot of times he, he uses those to help us chill out in a lot right. of ways, or at least try to get us to chill out in a lot of ways. Right. Some of us right. still need to learn that. But but yeah, I think that, you know, you can't be doing homeschooling. You can't be actually parenting in general if you aren't able to laugh at what's going on sometimes and relax and truly enjoy the time that God's given you with your kiddos. Right. Definitely. 
Well, what what the, I, I can't imagine that it looked the same. That year of school with dad looked the same as the years of school with mom. I just we guys and girls just think so differently. So what were some of the things where it just looked different with you or did it? Am I just kind of making a, a supposition that's just off base there? I kind of did. It wasn't uh, too terribly radical. I, I stuck with her lesson plans and things, but I, I I do bring that up in the book. The book does have some serious points as well, not just humor, but I, I bring that up as well as a I'm, I'm guessing all the homeschool wives out there want their husbands to participate more. And I, I say to them, yeah. okay, well, l- let's say you get that. Do you want them to do exactly like you and be all uptight yeah. about it? And it's got to be exactly like mom does. Or do you want to encourage them to, you know, I'm not talking a radical departure from things, but to, they're going to have to kind of do it their own way as well. And as long as the house doesn't burn down or nobody dies, you know, <laughs> just let them do it their way. You know, and I, I think that's a great point if you actually do wind up getting help from your homeschool husband on this stuff that don't need to get all uptight about it. I didn't oh, radically. Yeah, absolutely. Things, but yeah. But it was, you know, I, I, I was stronger on certain subjects than my wife and things like that. And, you know, we kind of maybe were more casual at meal times and stuff than her. It wasn't exactly her schedule. But, you know, I think all in all, everything was fine. I, my kids are all still alive and they seem to be doing <laughs> fairly well in school. So I didn't scar them too bad for that one year. So. Well, I just love both. You know, I can speak personally from our home and even the home I grew up in The God has given dads the ability so often to infuse a whole different type of life into a circumstance and a whole different type of fun. You know, David gets involved with the kids in the way that they play and the way that they interact and so on is just, it's cool to watch the difference. And, you know, he has built a deep, deep relationship with all of them. And by God's grace, so have I. But just kind of those interactions, I God's plan is so perfect with the complementary ways that guys and girls are set up in that. So right. it's I can imagine that that yeah we need to allow the other one to function the way that God has has designed us to because we're there together because we make a complete package. Right, definitely. And I think there's a you know again this traditional man and woman roles we get kind of almost kind of territorial and I, I not. You know, criticizing homeschool wise, but it's almost like, well, this is my territory. I don't want you necessarily involved unless I ask you to do something. And you know, guys have a way, being a guy, I know what I'm talking about here, of if they start to realize that no matter how hard they try, that nothing's ever good enough, they just kind of shut down. And I'm guessing if you want help as a homeschool wife, you don't need to do that. You need to encourage them that, yes, it's going to be a little different than the way you do it, but. If you encourage them, I, I guarantee you that that help they will provide with homeschool will, will finally blossom and it will be a good thing. Yeah, that's really interesting because so many so many moms absolutely, you know, I get I get asked all the time, how do I get my husband more involved in things? And and your point there is is really insightful. And it's honestly not one that I would have immediately thought of. But as you were saying it, I'm like, well, duh. We can't say that we want help with something and then not actually allow them to help. And and I, right. I think we all find it even with our kids, you know, I want you to clean this up and then you don't do it the way I want. So, you know, Momzilla comes out and I'm going to fix it. Um, right. And, you know, so on all those levels, 
when we know that we need the help or when we desire to get other people involved, we need to allow them to bring their own twist to it because that's who they are. And that's really what's going to make that complete. Right, right. Well, what were some of the things then that you guys experienced through that year that, that you know, maybe you tell about in your book or, or things that, that you learned through, you know, kind of a, a humorous lens uh, that you can pass on to these dads? Well, everything really, if you really are observant and have a mind to look at it is a learning experience. You know what I mean? Anything from going to the grocery store to actual school to really anything can be a learning experience and a lot a lot of stories in there are, are not about me they're they are made up but uh there are some in there that are definitely based on our our own life and things that happen to me as well i guess to structure the book there's there's two parts of the book the first part is kind of encouraging homeschool dads to finally get out of their shell and really start looking at it from a different way so it's kind of a light-hearted encouragement there And then the second part of the book is, okay, let's say you're that great homeschool dad now and you have to do things. You have to be at the actual one to teach school. So it gives you like a kind of lighthearted view of all the subjects you would be facing, math and English and history and this and that and the other. And, you know, my take on things I've learned there, there again, it's lighthearted stuff, some kind of sometimes I'm critical of some things I didn't like that somebody might not be agreeable to like Shakespeare or something like that. But again, it's all in good hearted fun. I do talk about a couple of stories that actually happened to us. One was in the, the last section there, the, the field trip section, which I, in homeschooling can actually be a field next to your house. It doesn't have to be anywhere fancy. <laughs> That's technically a field trip. So I talked about a situation where sometimes the field trip comes to you in your own house. And I was talking about a time where I woke up one morning to get ready to go somewhere and everybody else in the house was still sleeping. And I went in there and pushed back the shower curtain to turn the shower on. And I hear this plopping and I look down and there is a live flying squirrel staring back up from the bottom of the shower. Oh, my word. So I'm like, oh, I hope my wife doesn't see this. She's going to start screaming. And so I try to, I finally somehow get it cornered in the, the toilet room and close the door. I'm like, I don't know. What do I do? So I'm trying to have a cat. So I put the cat in there and the cat does nothing but run out of the door like he's terrified. I'm like, well, you're useless. So I finally get this cage with gloves and put it in there. And by that time, the entire house is awake. So we, we learn about flying squirrels in the cage and I take it out to a, another field somewhere miles from our house and let it go alive. So we had a little experience there where, you know, literally the field trip came to us, but we used yeah. it as a learning experience. I kind of had some lighthearted observations to make about that. Number one, the flying squirrel is actually native to North America. I did not know that. I did not know flying squirrels were native to North America. Number two, the North American house cat is actually able to fly in certain situations, as he did coming out the door from the squirrel. And number three, holes and attics need to be fixed sooner rather than later. So I I learned I probably should have fixed that hole in the attic that the squirrel probably came through a lot sooner than I did. So I quickly repaired it right after that. So that's one of those examples of a learning experience anytime you want. And another one with homeschool, and this is why homeschool is so great. You know that. We had our sidewalk and our front porch repaired several years back. The the concrete was bad. They had to completely pour a new sidewalk and a new front porch. But 
you know, my kids got to see that, you know, they, okay, we'll take a little bit of time off of their, your bookwork and go out there and watch them pour concrete. And this is why they do what they do with this. And this is how they reinforce it. So it's, you know, they got to learn some construction stuff that day. So that was neat. Well, so since you kind of finished that year, how has that changed your engagement, your involvement moving forward when things got more, quote, back to normal, back to to where Jenny was doing Mm -hmm. the primary teaching? Yeah, there was a little bit of transition, but it it just, you know, it, it stuck with me again that of all the stuff she does during the day that I had really no clue about or didn't want to know, maybe. But, you know, I, I definitely help a lot more with continuing to help with homework, stuff like that. Now, I, I'll stress to you, it, it is hard sometimes. I'm, I'm tired coming home from work, and <clears throat> I've been helping my middle son a lot lately with algebra and geometry. And that's truthfully the last thing I want to do when I walk in the door is help with that. But it's got to be done. So I'm not saying it's all Norman, Norm, Norman Rockwell or anything like that, but, you know, it's got to be done. And, you know, she needs help with other stuff as well. So. I've tried to commit myself to, you know, taking it from, well, I'll pray for you. I hope you have a good day to actually trying to really do my part as much as I can from, you know, I'm work 30 miles away. But when I'm home to try to help out with school as much as possible, just so we check. You know, sometimes she's even asked me just to don't do homework, but just can you grade these five quizzes or something for me? I'm like, sure, whatever, you know, and. It seems like it means a whole lot to her, but I'm like, well, I just put like five marks on the paper. What's the big deal? But it, it seems to. <laughs> it's one thing she doesn't have to do. So that is a very big deal. Yes, yes. Well, and but the other thing that you do is you're actually there at our events with her, which is a really, yeah. really big deal. So you're learning. You're clearly staying on the same page. You're planning together, I imagine, and thinking through this these questions and these things together. So, you know, that level of engagement is also a really big deal to a homeschool mom. I hear from a lot who wish their husband would come. There are some that would prefer to come by themselves and make a a quiet weekend of it, which I totally understand. But for a lot of of families, having both parents at, you know, teach them diligently or, or whatever event you go to is a really big deal for learning and staying on the same page together. Yeah, and you see a lot of that. that I, you know, I'm glad to see the husbands there. You can kind of you see it. You can, and I touched on this in the book as well. You can kind of tell the the novices from the experience. The novices still <laughs> kind of have this hesitant look in their eye, like, "Okay, well, um, I hope this works out." But uh, it is good to have them both together, and to even make you know, not just go to a class and listen to somebody speak, but. Uh, and I touch on this in the book, it, a lot of the, the war has fought in the, you know, the curriculum hall there, the book hall, mm-hmm. the vendor hall. And you got to make a lot of decisions there about what's best for this child or what's best for this child. And it's it, you got to have input on that, too. It's, it's not fun sometimes, but you got to help her with that, because otherwise homeschooling is just a enormous undertaking that one person does not need to do. Well, yeah, and your perspective on those questions, especially with your boys, you know, guys think more similarly. So David's insight on my two boys is really, really valuable to me. Now, his insight on my girls is too, but there's something different about just the way that a guy thinks and what it is going to resonate and that kind of thing. And it's it's really helpful to be able to get that perspective from him when it's regarding our boys. Right, right. So, yeah. So 
Well, where can people find your book? Where can they connect Mm. with you to kind of continue these conversations, share your stories, that kind of thing? Okay, well, the best place to do that right now would be the Rad Dads uh, Facebook page. It's the full title, Rad Dads, the Principal's Guide for Involved Homeschooling Facebook page. And there are some snippets from the book on there. There's also some different Facebook posts I've made that are not in the book. But there is a option there now for actually purchasing the book, um, one of those shop now or buy now buttons on there. And that can take you directly to a secure uh, PayPal link where you can have the option of getting a, a PDF copy or now the ebook copy is ready. I can also, if people ask me to, certainly print out a copy and bind it and all that. But so there's lots of different options, but that's the best place to go is the Rad Dad's uh, Facebook page. And I'll link to that down below. And also, for those of you that are in 365, we have a homeschooling dads messaging group in our new app. So we have just kicked that off. There's about, I don't know, six, seven guys, because literally this week it's, it's gotten going. But that is also another place that is a great place to, to make some connections with other homeschool dads and right. share your ideas and stuff like that. My David's in there. So it's just, it, I'm, I'm excited to see how that group grows out because us girls have thoroughly enjoyed our messaging groups and stuff in the app so far. So I want to our guys take advantage of it too. Well, David, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with me today and uh, share your heart with other homeschool dads. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And for everybody else, I hope you have a great afternoon and uh, just really enjoy your teamwork together as you're homeschooling your kiddos. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on-site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.